just trying to keep people hydrated with a little bit of alcohol. My kind of time. Welcome to the Beer Feelings Podcast, where together we are indulging in life and craft beer. Now, this show is all about demystifying the craft beer space in a fun and flirty way for beer beginners or for beer lovers who are just curious to learn more. My name is Natalie Jones. Every single week, I am your gal pal and beer guide. And today, at least for a couple of minutes at the beginning of this podcast, I'm going to be your brewing friend, which is pretty exciting. Now, if you've been following along on any of the Beer Feelings social accounts, you know that my boyfriend and I just got some new home brewing equipment and we're exploring making our own beer as a new hobby. Side note, if you're not following us on social, this is a great opportunity to do so while you listen to this Natalie story. But for years, I have said that I have no desire to brew anything. I'm just happy to drink other people's beer, talk about it, and emote, basically. But we're looking at getting a new house sometime next year. And one of the features that I thought would be really cool to have in the house, being this like beer persona building this beer business would be to have like a really nice bar area with some beer taps on it. So that conversation turned in, okay, well, this is cool because then we can get some kegs from local breweries. And then that conversation turned into, well, if we were just kegging beer, it would actually be a lot easier than bottling so we could homebrew again. And then that conversation turned into, well, if we're going to be homebrewing again and we have a regular schedule for drinking our own beer, we should buy nicer equipment. So two weeks ago, we went on an adventure and we bought all of this equipment. And then this past weekend, we actually did the brewing. Now, my plan, just like, if this is freaking you out that we're talking about brewing, don't be afraid. Like, we're going to go back to standard, like Natalie beer feeling basics. Um, My plan was never to make this channel about homebrewing and becoming a brewer, but I just thought it would be fun to take you guys along for the ride because you get to see me as a beginner as well. And I think that would be relatable and cute and could get some fun content. So the plan was to record the steps along the way and then make some little clips and maybe make some reels or like make a whole podcast. I had no idea what was going to happen, but it didn't happen. (laughs) None of that did happen. So So as is true with most new hobbies, not everything, well, nothing went, okay, some things went according to plan, but a number of things went askew. So the biggest thing is we, Aaron and I, didn't think about the size of the batch of the recipe that we were brewing compared to the size of our gear. So when it came time to basically like add all of the ingredients into the kettle, the water went literally everywhere. We're like pouring water in, dumping water out figuring out like, do we make two batches? Do we make one? What's going to like ruin this? So, so we had to get a little creative in the beginning. And then the other thing that happened, if you've never homebrewed before or like done any kind of like fermentation, something you need to know is the process is really 90% about cleaning everything and disinfecting and really 10% about actual brewing. So once we got going and my hands were sterile and the equipment was sterile, I really honestly like didn't want to have to keep washing them. So grabbing my phone, which ha- which definitely has bacteria on it, um, just kind of was a non-starter. So long, long intro today, but all is to say, since the path that we followed was far from the normal traditional brewing path, instead of talking about home brewing and our brew, 
figured it would be appropriate. Let's just talk about the style that we brewed, which is a farmhouse ale. So that's what we're doing today. Much like we've done with other styles of beer on past episodes, today we're going to talk about, number one, where farmhouse sales came from, number two, what to expect when you're drinking one, and number three, why I think you should give them a go if you have not done so already. So let's just, I feel like I should make a disclaimer. It's not a disclaimer a statement. I'm, I'm just going to say something before we get into it. So as a whole, in my circle of friends and family, Farmhouse ales are some of the most widely loved, and I think that's for two reasons. So the first being, they are beer flavored beer. So like it's not it's not like you're drinking a guava sour that kind of tastes like a smoothie or a piece of candy. Like it tastes like beer. So it keeps the traditionalists in my family, like i.e. my dad and grandfather and uncle and like that piece of the family keeps them happy because it still tastes like beer, but they do have a little bit of like funk and earthiness. Like there's a lot of creative flavors that you can explore in this style that keeps kind of more of the new age beer drinkers like my mom and my boyfriend and myself happier. So that's kind of number one. It pleases both the traditionalists and the non-traditionalists. I don't, what are they called? I don't know, but keeps everybody happy. The second reason, it could also just be because the style is so broad. So saying that you like a farmhouse ale is like saying you like having a noodle dish for dinner. You could like really fancy noodles with ingredients that people don't like, like anchovy noodles. Ew, I don't want that. But you could also say like you like buttered noodles. Farmhouse ales are very similar. There's so many sub-styles that could be considered a farmhouse ale that personally... I think that's why it's so loved by my family, just because boyfriend really loves saisons, dad really loves more traditional, like clean cut beer. So just something to kind of keep in mind, but let's get into the things that I promised I was going to tell you about. So where the hell did farmhouse ales come from? Well, the farm, of course. (laughs) I think I'm funny. (laughs) Maybe you're not. If you don't think that's funny, um, take another sip of beer, but over the winter, like this is way, 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 way back, many, many moons ago before centralized heating and cooling, before like refrigeration was like electrically powered, like refrigeration was tough. So over the winter and navigating from winter to spring to summer, farmers would take their barley and yeast and like whatever other stuff they had laying around and brew a beer because the temperature of spring and kind of that seasonal transition is easier to brew at. I mean, if you think about summer, it gets so hot. And if you don't have air conditioning, like you're going to be uncomfortable. Your beer is just going to like overheat. It's going to be a hot mess. So that's why they would do it from winter into summer. One of the biggest like pieces of the farmhouse ale bucket is called a saison, which is just French for season. So it is a seasonal beer. Now, by the time summer rolled around, everything is fermented. It's happy. It's a little boozy. They had a refreshing beverage to keep their field workers hydrated. Now, back then, beer tended to be a little safer to drink than water, And because this style in particular has a relatively low alcohol by volume, workers aren't going to get too, too drunk off of this. So they're refreshed. They're probably a little more pleasant than normal because they have a little baby bit of alcohol, but it's not overwhelming. 
earlier, I told you that there's a really big spectrum of flavors. It's a big bucket of beers, this kind of farmhouse ale world. And part of the reason why that is, is because this was like an in-house beer and each farm that brewed its own beer had different stuff on hand. So maybe they have a little bit of wheat, maybe they have some oats, maybe they have some corn and they just like kind of leftover beer. We in my family, we call leftover day must go, which I thought must go was a single word until I was probably 13. But um, but it kind of, this is what this beer was for. It was a beer made out of utility. So the farmhouse that I brewed with boyfriend last weekend included corn and oats. We do not grow any of these things. Maybe someday we will. Um, but yeah, there's just, there's a lot of freedom in here. So that's that's where farmhouse ales came from. Just trying to keep people hydrated with a little bit of alcohol, my kind of time. So now what can you expect when you are sipping on a farmhouse ale? Now, keep in mind, because this is such a huge slice of beer pie, I can't be super, super specific like I was in some of the past ales, like on the cream ale episode, for example, but I can give you some kind of like blanketing statement. So in general, farmhouse ales are lighter in color, can get a little darker, they can get a little more transparent. But when I think of a farmhouse ale, I think of like a really beautiful, blonde, like waves of grain kind of color. In general, they tend to have like a dry tartness. So it's not a sweet beer. It's just a little tart. Think about like a dry wine, like a dry, sweet Riesling for example. That's kind of what I get when I'm drinking a farmhouse ale. They're a little bit earthy. They can really bend into that like funky barnyard hay space. That's delicious. It sounds gross, but it's, it is delicious. And um, they tend to have a few more bubbles than normal. They tend to be a little more effervescent as we already discussed. They're a relatively low ABV or alcohol by volume. So they're easy to drink a lot of. They have a low bitterness. And most importantly, they are refreshing because they're meant for farm hands that are like doing the work. So my two cents, I think they taste like a more interesting lager. They're easy to drink. It's easy to drink a lot of them. It's easy to pair them with a bunch of foods. Like they're not an aggressive beer, but they still have something interesting and complex and exciting to them. It's just not too overwhelming. So So why would you like this, right? Like, who are we looking for to be our farmhouse ale drinkers? Like, um, if you're a human and you already like beer, I think you're going to like a farmhouse ale for all of the reasons listed above, for all of the reasons that kind of my expanded circle likes them. Like, if you don't like one farmhouse ale, go try one at the next brewery because it's going to taste different since there really are no rules in this style. Something, this beer does taste like beer. So if you or someone you know already has an like an I like, I don't like beer mindset, have them go play around with a different style first. Like this is not a level one beer. This is a level two beer. I believe everybody can get there, but it does taste like beer. So if you're like a total beginner and beer is like freaking you out, come see me in three months, start with like a pastry stout or sour or something else, and then come on down. But we'll all like reconvene in this happy farmhouse ale beer space. Now, my personal favorite, if you're looking for a recommendation, is called Colette. It's by Great Divide Brewing Company. Here in Colorado, they have great distribution. So it's super easy to find at almost any liquor store, any grocery store. I think it's even easier to drink. So family fave and personal fave for me. So that's it, guys. 
That's the farmhouse sale. Let me know. Do you like them? Does your family and friend group also, you know, flock to this style and all kind of give it a big thumbs up. So let me know. If you guys do have a minute before we head out today, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the show, helps other people understand what they're getting into in this wild beer world before they actually commit. So thank you in advance for doing that. But wrapping things up today, no matter what you guys are doing, I hope you're doing it with a great beer in hand, maybe a farmhouse, and even better people by your side. Until next week, guys. Cheers. Cheers.